The following podcast is a Live the Dream Media production. Welcome to Skinology Sessions, Episode 3. I'm your host, Marielle Sunny-Settles. And I'm your host, Lindsay Peters. And we have a special one today. We We have our first guest ever on the podcast, Episode 3. Do you have anybody in your life who is just like down for anything? Yeah. At any time? Yes. She will always say yes? Mm -hmm. That is this person. Mm-hmm. Um, Helene is my hairstylist. I've known her since 2019. We've gone blonde. We've gone red. We've gone dark. We've gone streaky. We've gone short. She's dyed my extensions before. Um, she gets midnight messages from me uh, with pictures and different Regularly. hair ideas. <laughs> the latest one was pictures at midnight of Meghan Markle telling telling her that I wanted that exact dark color, and she made it happen. And to me, Helene's a very special soul because she just always goes with the flow. She never tells me no. If I message her and tell her I want dark hair, she says to me, your wish is my command, which is amazing. I wish everybody would respond that way. (laughs) Um, But I love her because she's so supportive of everything. Um, Doing a food truck, great, I'm there. Opening a restaurant, first in line. Spa expansion, awesome. I'm going to book out my next three appointments. Podcast, yes, I'm going to share it. I'm going to message you about it. And she's just always super supportive, and it's the loyalty and the love for me. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, um, I'm Helene, and like Mariel said, we've known each other since 2019, Um, that's about how long I've been doing hair. We actually met because I was in cosmetology school with her cousin and it has been a good time since then. It's, (laughs) it's nice to have a friend and a skincare guru and like a sounding board. (laughs) So it's, it's been good. Yeah. And can we talk about the fact that my cousin broke up with me as a client because she couldn't handle me anymore? Oh my gosh. Her and I, (laughs) her and I are very different people. (laughs) Yaya said to me. I can't handle you changing your hair anymore. Like, this is getting ridiculous. You're stressing me out. You have to go see Helene now. And that was it. She dumped me. But it was okay because okay. Helene took me on, and yeah. this relationship's been amazing. Yeah, it really has. What was your beauty school experience like? Ah, it was wild. Um, I started... Um, March of 2019, after I had been a stay-at-home mom for two years, and before that I worked in finance, so definitely a little out of left field for a lot of people. Um, but I went in, kept my head down, found Yaya, which was like my saving grace. She's the only reason I got through school. Um, finished early and just got out of there because I was not about it. <laughs> what about your state board experience? How was all of that? Um, my school did a spectacular job preparing us for state board. We did the test from beginning to end over and over and over again. So I don't think there was a chance of me going in there and failing. Okay, cool. And this was a question that Selena told me to ask, which I thought was funny. But the question was, how do you prepare for doing Marielle's hair? 
because I, I didn't even I realize that this was a thing. I feel like you have to like seriously mentally prepare yourself for when she's coming into your salon. I, I do, but not it's it's not a, in a bad way. It's mm-hmm. that, um, I I have to do a lot of research because while she wants to change it up, I also need to learn. So I kind of use her as like the person that I get to learn new cool techniques on to do these things. Um, so I, I get a lot out of our appointments as well in that Aww. way. So I really appreciate that. Like she pushes, like Marielle challenges me every single time she's in my chair. And I really appreciate that. Oh, I know. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about Helene too is I will tell her that I want red hair, but she knows that I'm going to want blonde hair in about four months. And so she starts making a plan for the blonde hair. So she kind of has to be like two steps ahead. And even now with this red, like it's it's a demi and we'll be able to pull it because she's already prepared for the Mm. next step. So even when she texts you at midnight wanting Meghan Markle hair, you're like, absolutely, let's go. You're like already mentally prepared for it. Yeah. You've got like the patience of a god. It's amazing. Yeah, Mar- having Marielle as a client has actually taught me a lot of grace. Yeah, and it, but in <laughs> like in such a good way. I, yeah, I love it. <laughs> All the good things we know. I feel like I I'm very specific too. Like mm-hmm. very much so. I told the ladies that when I come to the salon, I request soft jazz music, mm-hmm. and they thought this was outrageous. <laughs> is this? Is yeah, that was so funny when you looked at me and you were like, "Am I the only person that requests music?" I'm like, yeah. of course she is let me let me talk about this because i don't want to sit there for you know a couple hours two three hours at a time listening to like loud rock music or salon top 90 whatever music i just want like a soft jazz because it's going to be an experience and helene does that for me and i think it's amazing i can't give you a hard time for that part i know yeah it's so nice (laughs) getting your hair done smooth soft jazz yeah I would be like ambiance. Yeah, whenever I'm alone in the salon, I put on like lo-fi. Yeah. Just because there's there's no words, it's just really chill, and people respond to it really well because it's not distracting, but it is relaxing. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's great. Yeah, it's fine. It's not <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and then your old salon, there, and you've worked at a few different salons, so we're not mm-hmm. going to name names, but there's an energy thing that happens when there's other people there yeah so how do you separate people's distinct energy from yours and just keep it like a cool positive vibe um that's actually extremely challenging especially um on a salon floor um estheticians and massage therapists and uh, people like that they're really lucky because you do have your own space even within a large salon we don't necessarily um so for me, it's like getting to work early and like cleaning my space and decorating it the way that I need it to be decorated and just like making sure that the clients I'm bringing in are, they kind of like match my energy. It's, it's really important to me. Gotcha. Cool. And your life before cosmetology school, I didn't know you were in finance. I've never, <laughs> we've never talked about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I worked uh, for a major medical software company in the finance department. Um, I also work in, worked in project management. Because you've done a little bit of everything. I have, yeah. But I keep going back to salons. Um, I have been assisting in salons since I was 12, um, on and off. So so hair is your calling. Hair was, hair was definitely the calling. It just took me a little while to get there. 
Gotcha. So why shouldn't we use box hair dye or okay. do a DIY? Because sure. you've gone through this with me as well. <laughs> I wanted to be red like desperately that minute and I was going to do a box dye. Mm-hmm. And you messaged me and you're like, please don't do this. Yes. You're like, do not do it. I promise you I will come to your house at midnight and do it for you. Mm-hmm. Don't touch your hair. So I, hair dye is really controversial, especially like consumer ready hair dye. And like there's no shame in it. You know, if you're going to go dye your hair with the box dye, like please, I'll, I'll power to you. I completely understand it. But just realize that hairstylists can only work within the bounds of what we have available to us. Um, and we cannot fix what that home hair dye does to your hair. Um, it's meant to work on everyone, which means it's meant to cover normal hair and super resistant grays and it works every time and it's incredibly damaging. So I just think it's something to be mindful of. Like if you think, oh, I'm going to be, I want to be blonde in six months, please don't dye your hair with the dollar hair dye that you get at the dollar store. Because to be honest with you, I will not be able to help you with that. (laughs) Um, but I, I get it. There's, there's a, there's a time and a place. Okay. Do you think people just, um, like it's a lower quality product, really? Sort of. Um, the professional brands that I use are the ones making these products. Um, and they're, they're definitely not as high quality. They're made a lot more quickly. But um, basically, it's like the highest volume developer because it's what's going to work. And that's not I was something I would never use on one of my clients because it's just not necessary, but there's no customization and no personalization in it. So gotcha. that makes sense. So when your clients come in, ideally, what is the best way to come in? Do you like clean hair, dirty hair, two days washed hair? Sure. Um, for on the scalp lightening specifically, I want you to come in. Don't wash before. Um, otherwise, clean hair is actually the way Um 20 years ago, it may not have been. Things have improved since then. And you'd, we just don't need that barrier anymore. Okay, cool. And do you have any hair tips for us? Any hair hacks or anything that we can do at home to just maximize our, our hair experience? Yes. Wash less, please. Wash less. <laughs> I know that it's I know that it's hard at first and your scalp is going to get greasy at first, but you are damaging your acid mantle on your head and that's just like when you would damage it on your skin it's going to either overproduce or underproduce oil there's a lot of things that come with that so wash less and um, simplify your hair routine you do not need 18 products in your hair routine it's just not necessary and they're probably working against each other okay so me washing my hair once a week is ideal that is amazing we love it yes how often do you wash, Nereza? Once a week. Once a week? Yeah. yeah. I, had I made that change. Hair. Yes. Yeah. Did you notice a difference? Yeah, I did. Like, more just, like, with the color, it was just, I feel like it was more, like, it looked healthy, you mm-hmm. know? It felt healthy. Yeah, yeah, not dry. Well, I'm an ideal client for that because you know I go, like, 14 days. Like, it gets disgusting. I <laughs> I go, like, way too long. See, I grew up with my mom being a hairstylist, mm-hmm. and she would get grossed out by me only washing my hair once a week. And so she would instill it in me. But she also went to beauty school, like, many, many years ago. Times have changed. So different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just stuck with my once-a-week routine. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Sorry, Mom. I feel like it's a production to wash your hair. It's a chore. It's a whole thing. It's exhausting. It's like a workout. It's a workout. It really is. My arms, like, physically hurt afterwards. 
That's why blowout bars are so popular in, yes. in larger cities because no one wants to do that themselves. So. No. Absolutely. We need mm-hmm. a blow dry bar here in Tucson. Yeah, I wish I wish the last one was here had been more successful. I think that their location kind of hampered them, but mm-hmm. I, I would love to see one open up again. I think it would be amazing. Um, so what hair brands do you love? Which ones do you use regularly? Which ones do you recommend for clients? Um, for shampoo, conditioner, hair, like that type of hair care, um, Allurum is my absolute favorite. It is so, so good. Um, for styling, uh, I really like Big Sexy. Okay. It's consistently good and relatively affordable, considering it's a professional product. Cool. Tell us about witchy stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, so I am pagan. Um, it's something that I came into a little more recently because I kind of never understood where my beliefs lied. Um, but having more access, uh, the internet has changed things. <laughs> So I realized that like nature is 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 incredibly important to me, and I feel this this pull to it and this just the, the utmost respect for it. Um, and it kind of led me to paganism, and I, I love it. It's so good. When I googled the definition, it said something about a person who is attracted to the feminine divinity, mm-hmm. and I thought that could easily be any of us because we all worship a goddess or you know just call each other goddesses or yeah I just feel like there's there's misconceptions with the whole idea of it truly and even when I told Lindsay Lindsay was like I don't want to talk about that I'm scared I was a little nervous and hesitant but then I was also like eager to learn and know but I also grew up in a kind of toxic religious situation sure so it closed me off to like any sort of yeah. other ideal or anything for many years. I was so. baptized Baptist, so I completely mm-hmm. understand. Um, but you you kind of have to to take a step back and look at, at paganism and different types of what people like to call witchcraft as really just worshiping the world around you and paying homage to that as much as you can and then really like bringing, bringing abundance and manifesting the beauty in, in your life. See, when she explains it that way, it doesn't sound no. outrageous or crazy, Mm-mm, but I no. think people associate it like with Wicca and mm. black magic and then right. the darker realms, and that's when people start getting freaked out. Yeah. And that's, I understand it just because things have been so in, inappropriately represented in, in media. Like one of my favorite movies is The Craft. I love that movie so much. That's not this, like at all. That's not how that works. <laughs> so... Um, just understanding that like there's a lot of like different belief systems under the pagan umbrella because it really is it's like basically like all pre-Christian belief that wasn't within a community Um, and realizing that like really it was like worshiping women and like the body that that can do these like incredible things that that's amazing like you can literally grow human so they worshiped that and um, worshiping like nature that's giving us the ability to be here and breathe and it's just it's it's not a bunch of satan worshipers <laughs> when she says it like that it it sounds it's actually beautiful yeah. it, it is it like, sounds like the show that you went to in Arena. like oh a, the right art show yeah the art show like she just embracing it's just i feel like it's giving a different perspective of women and our bodies mm-hmm. i feel like 
the perspective that society has made for a long time has been off of men you know like we've been taught to be like grossed out by our periods and things like that when they're not bad our periods are actually like very good like they're cleansing like the blood has a lot of nutrients and vitamins things like that where we're taught that it's We've been taught a lot that it's not, like that it's gross and things like that. And don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is true. Or be ashamed, be ashamed that you, you're you stained or you're dealing with that or you're, that you're dealing with this, this health, the cramps, the aches, the pain. You're right. It's almost like we weren't allowed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Ashamed to have mood swings that yeah. go along with it too. Yeah. yeah. But it's real. It's, it's what we are feeling in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. and... Why suppress it if it, it'll hurt us more? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. That just made me think about that Diva Cup thing. Uh. I, does anybody? <laughs> Colleen, raise her hand. Um, I was using one for a while. and What do you do? I just have so many questions. It so, just like popped into my head. When you first get it, I don't know how you did it with yours, um, Helene, but I took mine, I put it in boiling water just to like distill it and keep it clean. And then what you do is it's, it's a little cup and you kind of fold it in half almost. And then you stick it in and the opening kind of, I don't want to say suctions, but it, it, kind, kind, of it kind of suctions <laughs> to basically the cervix, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then the your period just goes directly into it. And I was using one for a while and I kind of... Liked it, but then my period started um, getting heavier at some times and all of that, and it didn't um, it just didn't work well for me. So I had to go back to tampons and stuff. But I like the idea of like the eco friendliness, yeah, of that diva cup thing. But I just I can't wrap my mind around using one. But mm-hmm. you like it, Helene? Um, yeah, it's the closest thing to free bleeding okay. I think exists because you really don't feel it. I, at least I didn't. Not after like a week, I was fine. So I like it. Yeah, I get why people yeah. don't like it though. Like teach their own. I get it. Mm-hmm. And then what happens with the collection of blood? It just goes in the toilet. You just dump it out, mm-hmm. and you rinse it off, and you. Wow! I never even I never even in. knew that existed. You didn't know this was no, a thing. No, I didn't know that was oh, a thing. Yeah, you can use them for wow. If you take good care of them, you can use them for like a year. Um, I feel like you would like this. It's like a silicone, like little cup, and you just yeah. insert it. Wow, not sponsored. Just not obsessed. sponsored. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I just thought. About <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Tucson College of Beauty, locally owned and in business for 19 years. They offer programs for hair, skin, and nails. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Tucson College of Beauty. So, Helene and Lindsay, you guys have something big in common. Yeah. Can you guys talk about that? We do. So, back in 2017, I had weight loss surgery. And then when I met Helene a couple years ago, she told me she was thinking about it, and you just had yours. And I I wanted to talk about your experience with it. Yeah, let's do it. So, my first question is, why did you decide to go the surgical route with it? Sure. Um... I've been working with my doctors, nutritionists, personal trainers for years and nothing was giving. Um, I have insulin resistant PCOS, so losing weight for me is exceptionally difficult. 
and I was diagnosed with an intracranial hypertension issue. And my doctor was like, look, you're having surgery one way or the other. You're either going to have a shunt inserted into your brain or you're having weight loss surgery, but you need to do one of these things and you need to do it soon. So I chose weight loss surgery. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Were people in your life supportive of you, like making that decision? 50-50. Yeah. Because I feel like when I had mine, I had so many people, you know, tell me, oh, you don't need to do that. You look beautiful. You look great. And it was like, no, you're missing the point. It's not about looking a certain way. It's about feeling better. And I had tried for many, many years, like since I was like probably 10 years old to lose weight. Right, like we were the, we were the we were the fourteen year olds at Weight Watchers, yep. and it wasn't ever going to work for no. us because it just was not the way that our body was built to to lose weight. Exactly. Yeah. Um. My husband was super supportive. My mom got a little weird, but I did go a more non traditional route with the surgery. Um. My dad was not thrilled. A lot of my friends thought that I was being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially friends in the medical profession, I found that they had the worst feedback for me. Which was really, really, um, it, made, it made me really sad. Yeah. But I just kept trucking and I, I did it and I'm every day I'm glad. Yeah. I think when you told me, Helene, my first question to you was, is this procedure medically necessary? Mm-hmm. And you said, yes, I'm having, you know, this brain issue and I have this like terrible shoulder pain and it's all because of my weight and I've tried everything. Mm-hmm. So after you said that, my response was like, cool. Yeah. Do what you got to do in order to get your health up to par and to feel better. And I and I appreciated that response because a lot of it was like, oh, you're doing this. Why would you do something like that? What's wrong with yeah. you? And it's like, well, there's a lot of things wrong with me, which is why I'm doing it. So yeah. please leave me alone now. <laughs> like the big one I got was, well, haven't you tried diet and exercise? And I was like, I mean, do you think I would be even considering this if I hadn't? So yeah, it was, it's yeah. It's a major surgery. You were put under general anesthesia not an easy decision to make at all. (laughs) Um, You said that you kind of went a non-traditional route with this. So I want to talk about that. You had your surgery in another country. I did. Where did did. you go? I I went to Tijuana, Mexico, um, which didn't scare me until I got there. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I went to a foreign country to have surgery. And then I got to the hospital. I'm like, oh, wait, this is cleaner than the hospital next to my house. Okay, this is fine. <laughs> um, but it was beautiful, to be honest with you. They they treated us with the utmost respect. I felt extremely well taken care of. Um, and with my particular surgery company, we were taken care of longer by the medical professionals than you are in most surgery centers in the U.S., oh, wow. which I appreciated. Didn't they, like, pick you up and yep, stay they, with you the whole time? They pick you up. They take you to the hotel, but we're on a like medical floor of this beautiful hotel. They take you to the hospital. You have nurses 24-7 there. You go back to the hotel, still have access to medical professionals whenever you need them, and you're there for six days. So That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Because something like that, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't speak Spanish or anything of that nature, but I know so many people who go down to Mexico mm-hmm. to get – different procedures done yeah. because it's cheaper or more affordable and all of that. But I'm just like, I don't know. Like it yeah. scares me. But to hear your beautiful experience with it kind of takes that fear away a little bit and, yeah. you know, feels better. And There's, for you, Helene, was it mostly because of the cost? Was it more cost effective or what was, was the reasoning? Um, so unfortunately, my health insurance is not stellar here. Um, so when I got 
quoted for just just the surgery, and this is not counting the entire year of pre-op care that you have to go through in the U.S. Um, it was going to be between like fourteen and eighteen thousand dollars, and that just it wasn't reasonable. Um, was that with your insurance? That was with my insurance. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. I <laughs> so I looked. I looked for any any other way, and I looked. All, I looked everywhere, and then when I found this thing in Mexico, it was it was perfect. Um, it was literally less than a third of the price, but I truly believe that I received better, better medical care than I would have here. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. So went to Mexico, had your weight loss surgery. How are you feeling right now? How has your recovery been? Pretty good. Uh, it was a little rough at first because I went back to work the week I got back from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm feeling a lot better. I'm more confident in my eating choices now. Um, I still have little issues with supplements though. So that's definitely my next project. That was a hard, hard adjustment. Do you experience like any of like, this is going to sound kind of gross, but like the dumping syndrome that kind of comes along with it. It's so random. You never know when it's going to happen. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I have to run now. So what for people mean? who don't know what dumping is... <laughs> I don't want to say it's like puking because it's really not. It's like you're trying to figure out how much your stomach can literally consume. Mm-hmm. I feel like the best way to describe weight loss surgery when you have it and when you're going through those first recovery months is like being a newborn baby. You're kind of reteaching yourself how to eat all over again. Do you feel that way too? Truly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just like with a baby, like if they, you know, drink too much milk initially or something, you kind of have to birth them, let them regurgitate or something like that. Um, and so that they can keep going. Um, it kind of happens to you after you have this weight loss surgery. And it's like that for the first couple months afterward, it's Mm -hmm. really brutal. You feel like you're malnourished. You don't absorb properly anymore. You can't consume as much as you once could. So really trying to switch that mentality and trying to come back to like, okay, I cannot literally physically cannot consume the way I did before and so then your body sort of rejects at a certain point when Mm -hmm. it's overdone and that's kind of what dumping is yeah um and it really does it sneaks up out of nowhere you don't realize it's going to happen and you could be at work and you're like cool I'm going to literally vomit I'm a client I have to run now it's just it's super unpleasant um I was at the Pima County Fair one year the year afterward and I like booked it I had to like run across the entire fairgrounds to get mm-hmm. to a restroom because it was just going to happen. Yeah, it's one of the ugly sides, but it is. I still wouldn't not do the surgery. It's And like, I think with that, Helene, like hydration was an issue for you, oh, right? Like yeah. we mm-hmm. could not hydrate her skin enough when she came to get her facials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually ended up having to get IVs a few times after my surgery. Um, and I know that it, it was it was a me issue. I just wasn't drinking enough water. But it's hard to. But it's really hard because honestly, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> My stomach gets really full. Now. Can you imagine? Like, it's physically painful to drink water yeah. after this. And it's like, yeah, people don't think about it. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, what was your um, like recovery time afterward? So, you went back to work about a week after? Yeah. Okay. Nine days after my surgery, exactly, I went back to work. I really wish I would have taken another week off. That's what um, I ended up doing. I had to take two. Yeah. I I still regret that because I think that 
if I would have taken just one more week of rest, I would probably be in a better place now. But, you know, it, hindsight is twenty twenty. So mm-hmm. um, I was I couldn't go back to massage for months after. Um, I didn't go back until January and my uh, surgery was at the end of September. So that took a lot longer. And my stamina, still, I have some issues. But Yeah. So, Helene, let me ask you, um, how much weight have you lost so far? Uh, 70, 71 pounds. Wow. And yeah. it's been how many months? Um, I Six months this month. Wow. That's mm-hmm. amazing. I'm so yeah. proud of you. I remember you texting me like a while back and you were feeling discouraged because you're like, I haven't lost anything yet. I don't know what to do. All of that. I'm like, girl, you just wait. Just give it time. Have yeah. some grace. Recover. It's, it's so funny. What, what you think are stalls, they're not stalls. Your body just needs a second. Like, let it catch up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took a little while, right? Oh, yeah. For all oh, of yeah. that to start. Because well, your body has to heal. Yeah. Like, and I, I just wasn't considering that. I'm like, well, everyone else lost 20 pounds. Why didn't I lose 20 pounds? Well, my body just, everyone's body is different. We heal differently. Right. Well, and then especially at the beginning, you, after any surgery, you have a lot of fluid, re- fluid retention. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a big thing that I feel like nobody talks about, but the constipation. Oh, my God. <laughs> Girl, were you having issues? All of them. All of the issues. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I was, like, living on medications to make myself go and it was awful because they make you like they make me nauseous Mm -hmm. but I didn't have an option I had to take them so it was like drinking bottles of magnesium citrate or going to get some Miralax and like it was just the worst so it was about two weeks post-op for me and I could not go and I was like oh my god what do I do I was drinking Miralax left and right I went to Walgreens and got like every suppository imaginable and I was putting things up my butt like left and right Mm -hmm. to help me get things moving and nothing happened. I had to go back to the hospital and I had to have a doctor put her finger in my butt and like get things moving for me Mm -hmm. and other suppositories and then I waited about 15 minutes and then I gave birth and it was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and... I, I don't think that I was prepared for how constipated you're going to be because um, after after the surgery, depending on your surgery center, you haven't eaten food in two weeks at this point, two, three weeks at this point. Yeah. So your body is still producing those things. It's just very, very different. And it is. Well, it, and, if you can't, and if you can't get enough water in, if you can't get enough like nutrition in, any mm-hmm. of that, of course it's going to back you up. And like I was not pre-warned about that part about it Mm-mm. at all. Because no. so, nobody likes to talk about poop. It's it's not fun. True. It's not pretty. So, true. but it's 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 so uncomfortable, and I completely understand not wanting to talk about it because it's like not fun. But it's also there human. Is a huge side effect to the surgery that could that could that could kill you. Yeah, if you do not get it taken care of. So that's just one of those things that you have to be like really really aware of after surgery. Is like how are your bowel movements? Are they normal or at least relatively so after a surgery? Like Also, if you're peeing. So another oh. part that I had an issue with, usually with these types of surgeries, at least in America, you go home the same day or you spend one night. I ended up being in the hospital for three or four days mm-hmm. because my bladder wasn't waking up from anesthesia. So they had to keep putting like a catheter in mm-hmm. and doing all that. And I felt like a 90-year-old lady. I was like, great, this is... 
this is why I have no filter talking about my health issues. Because once yeah. you go through these things, you're Truly. just like, Between Here that and are. childbirth, I'm good. You can mm-hmm. talk to me about anything now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so right after, Helene, what, so what was the diet that they gave you? You were allowed to just have broth? Um, so after it was broth, um, clear protein, um, which I don't care for, so I didn't get a lot of that. Um, applesauce. I kind of lived on applesauce for like two weeks. Refried really, beans. Refried beans and cheese, though, are literally my life now. I eat them constantly. I also did like a bowl of just like brown gravy. Mm-hmm. And that was like delicious because I felt like I was eating a pot roast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh you're gosh. on, you're on liquids. Does that sound terrible or is Balls it just me? of gravy. Right? Sounds but awful. like, it sounds horrible. but you have to keep in mind, like uh, by this point we hadn't eaten in weeks. Exactly. Yeah. So a bowl of thick soup was like <laughs> Anything that divine. didn't taste like a protein shake, that also, didn't taste like a medicine. Protein shakes. I, okay. Look, I found some ones that are really good, but I'm over it. I don't want to do it anymore. I get it. I know I have to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to switch to plant-based protein shakes mm-hmm. for a period of time because my body wasn't doing well with dairy Yeah, for like a long time. Well, and it's totally random. Like some days dairy's fine. Other days dairy's like, hey, we're dumping today. Have fun. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. Say goodbye. Yep. And Helene, what's your diet like now? Um, I'm really, I've really subscribed to like intuitive eating. So I let my body tell me what it needs and I go from there. I still try and follow the like, bariatric way of eating with like protein first veggies second starches last um but like if i want a piece of grilled chicken i have a piece of grilled chicken but if i want a cookie i'm gonna eat a cookie because if i deny myself those things then that's when i mess up and that's Mm -hmm. when i binge and that's when i get actually really really ill Mm -hmm. um so like i had a few girl scout cookies last night i don't feel bad i don't feel bad it's a little yeah because i had two when i was satisfied and that that's like that's never been how I am. So like like actually like feeling satisfied when I eat now, it has has completely changed my life, and it's it's built me a different relationship with food. That's amazing. amazing. I like the idea of intuitive eating. I feel like that's what normal people that have never had a weight issue do, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, that's just where normal. I'm finally at now too. I finally feel like I have a healthy relationship with food. Yeah. And when you come from that like obese family, mm-hmm. typical American diet lifestyle. It's like incredible to be able to wake up from that and yeah. be able to move forward from that and come back and have your control with it. And I don't mm-hmm. think people understand how much or how real rather food addiction is. Oh, it's and rampant it's, and mm-hmm. our unfortunately the American like the typical American diet is kind of built around it. Mm-hmm. Um and to be able to like take a step back from that and be like, look, like if I want to go have a salad, that's cool. If tonight is a steak, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. If I need to go have a little bit of ice cream today, that's fine. But I'm doing it all in moderation in ways that my body tells me is okay. And I feel good for the first time in a long time. So, that's amazing. That yeah. is amazing. That's all that we want afterward, right? And Truly. that's the whole purpose of it. And I really hope people understand that because I feel like when you talk about weight loss surgery and wanting to get it, so many people, at least for me at the time, kind of made me feel like I was taking the easy way out. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like like I didn't need to do it. I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. All of these different things. And I just cannot iterate enough how much work it is and how hard it is. It is not taking the easy way out at no. all. 
you know, it's like I was saying before, it's like being a newborn baby all over again. Mm -hmm. You pretty much do. You have like this. Now you have like the stomach the size of a child. Mm -hmm. And so you cannot eat as much as you once could. You cannot tolerate certain foods that you once could. Um, You have to your body doesn't absorb nutrients the same way anymore. You have to supplement like crazy Mm -hmm. to try and make sure you're balancing out. So can you remind me what surgery you had? I had the gastric sleeve. Okay. okay. That's what you had yeah. to, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for people who don't know, there's like three different types. So you yeah. can have the gastric bypass, which is pretty much removing like your whole stomach. Mm-hmm. And then there's the lap band where they go in and they put this device around. Is it like the esophagus or is it the yeah, stomach? Yeah, it's like the, like the stomach like sphincter. At the yeah, top. at the top. And they fill that band with fluid and it just constricts it so that you can't mm-hmm. eat as much. That one doesn't have like a ton of good feedback from people that I know who have had no. it. No, and I have a foreign device in my body that right. scares me. So right. that's why and I was like, I would rather you cut my stomach out than yeah. put something in. There. So the sleeve I felt like was a safer option because mm-hmm. they still remove a good amount of your stomach, but not the whole thing mm-hmm. like a bypass does. Right, and they kind of create a tube where it's like your mm-hmm. esophagus looks like a banana. Your... Yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks like a banana in there, so it kind of works out better. Um, what kind of supplements are they having you take? Um, so I'm on a multivitamin. Um, I don't take a bariatric multivitamin because they don't agree with me, but mm-hmm. that is what they typically recommend. Um, so I do have to supplement with extra iron. Mm-hmm. Um, I take B12, but I think I'm going to go back to getting B12 shots. They just work a lot better for me. Um, and then obviously I'm on omeprazole still every single day. Yeah. Did they enforce calcium on you at all? So they actually didn't recommend calcium. I do take it, um, but I do not. I don't think I take as much as I probably should be. <laughs> it's hard. I had to go back so to yucky. start. I know. I know. It sucks. But I had to start taking calcium again because one of our coworkers at Skinology, one of our massage therapists, she also had weight loss surgery, and she was telling me about her teeth, and she was having mm-hmm. an issue with her teeth and stuff. I was like, interesting. Why is that? And she said, because my body has lost so much calcium Mm -hmm. and because I have to supplement that after weight loss surgery. And I was like, oh, my God, wait a minute. I've been having cavity issues for like a couple of years. That's why. So I started supplementing it again. And then I couldn't take the bariatric multivitamin either. So I started taking prenatals. And those are easier on my stomach Mm -hmm. than any of the other ones. Yeah, I take the gummy women's multivitamin that you Mm -hmm. can get at Costco. But it's like. A little expensive but like they don't make me sick at all mm-hmm. and that was I would rather be okay taking it than have to deal with the nausea and everything mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons I have to take iron right before I go to bed because otherwise I won't take it because I know how nauseous I'm gonna get yeah so it looks like you're doing amazing Thank you've you. lost 71 pounds yeah. you are doing everything you need to do you took a huge risk going and well not a risk I wouldn't say but you well, any any really? surgery is it is it yeah. is taking a risk. Um, and I I did it in a foreign country, and I don't think I would have been able to do it without my husband, to be honest, because he was yeah. he was with me the whole time. Um, and it was it was scary being in a foreign place that like I've never traveled out of the country. Right, I've been to Mexico. I I okay, I, like I grew up going to Nogales like every weekend, but that didn't feel like a foreign country to me because like it's basic like I'm in Arizona, right? In Southern Arizona. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Tijuana is like a whole other world. But um, I think that there's a lot of merit in medical medical tourism. And it's it shouldn't be treated the way that it is by people. Because yeah. like 
it's not like there's they're not taking our organs to sell them on the black market. I'm still <laughs> fully intact human being. Like. I think when you told me you were going to Tijuana for your surgery, I was worried for you because I know you guys don't speak Spanish. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, Helene, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be safe? Google but, Translate was my best friend. Okay. But actually I've needed it very little. Um, a lot okay. of the surgery center is at least flu enough to speak to you medically. Um, so I didn't have that many issues. And honestly, like with, with the way that technology is going, like I would love to learn Spanish just because I think that it would be nice to be able to like talk to the people that live in their country with their language. Um, but I was able to use Google Translate really effectively. Mm -hmm. So, and I did almost FaceTime Ariel a few times, but I, we, we got over the hump. It was all right. (laughs) (laughs) And were you able to enjoy the city at all? Cause I imagine, I mean, the one is probably really cool. Um, so a little, um, I decided to go on the tour and I don't know what I was thinking because I was 48 hours after I had major abdominal surgery. Um, yeah, like we went, uh, we went shopping a little, uh, we went to this really cute little, little restaurant and had some really good broth. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was it. I, I couldn't really eat. Like, I think I had, I think after my surgery, truly, I probably ate like one popsicle and finished like two cups of broth and that was it for days mm-hmm. um, just because I wasn't feeling it. But yeah. it was, it was nice. It was beautiful. The weather was gorgeous. Like I couldn't have imagined a better like area to, to Medical tourism in Mexico is a thing though and it's, it's huge. It's really not talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like I fully intend on going back down to get my plastics done. What? Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. I am doing it more power to you <laughs> does anybody else here have an experience with surgery like in another country Nareda, do you mm, my mom she's done it oh okay yeah it's honestly really good as long as you do your research i mean your research with the doctor as well i feel like you could get a bad doctor here it's it is you know it's your research that you do yeah well and i think that the the thing that really like made me more comfortable was that like uh doctor that does weight loss surgery here that's not the only thing they do it's typically a general surgeon so Mm -hmm. they do a lot of different types of surgeries the doctor that i went to he literally only performs weight loss surgery ever that's it it made me really comfortable because i'm like well you could do it in your sleep it's like reassuring (laughs) yeah brings you a lot of like peace of mind and comfort yeah yeah can you talk about what what other surgery plans you have because this is the first time hearing about any of this um so i don't want super extensive like I won't I personally won't be doing like a BBL or anything because it's just not um not the thing I want to do um but I do want um excess skin taken off and I will probably get a little lipo and probably a breast lift because I deserve to have pretty ones and sure. <laughs> I'm waiting till after I pop out a few kids to do anything <laughs> totally reasonable I am I'm done with with the child train so one and done for me that was another thing I wanted to talk about yeah um what I was not forewarned about at all was how much my body was really going to change oh after losing weight. <laughs> like, yeah. I used to have really great boobs. Me too. Just being honest here. Mm-hmm. They were amazing. And now they're like cow udders and it's real depressing mm-hmm. in there. And I'm like. Straight down to the ground. <laughs> pretty much with like six <laughs> inches in between. They look like but they got tennis balls at the bottom. Pancake now. Yep. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
those when I start to notice those things and I do I the mirror at my salon is huge so I have to like stare at myself in it I'm like oh my god do you look ridiculous and I have to remind myself but like you feel so good and look at your back on skates and like yes but I'm like but I look ridiculous (laughs) I think it's important to talk about that you guys so you did the surgery yes but you also like transformed your entire life to include healthy habits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So now both yeah. of you guys are like eating better, you're moving, you're doing roller skates, mm-hmm. you're going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about that specifically with, you know, your body changing and body confidence because prior to me having surgery when I was overweight, I really wasn't like that insecure about yeah. being a chubby girl. Uh-huh. Like I was like, I got a booty, I got boobies. Like, hey, like yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. But when I lost all the weight, I became way more insecure about it. And so I was like, so. mm-hmm. oh my gosh, how do I adjust? And I was like, how is a man going to like me? Because my boobs are not the same as they once were yeah. and all of that. I have had to not only retrain myself how to eat, but I've had to retrain myself how to move, how to think, how to feel about my body. Mm-hmm. Luckily now, I feel so good about it. And yeah. I'm like in a really good place. And I want you to know that if you're ever feeling that way, you can always text me, call I me. You. I got you. I'm Thank like... You. I'm everybody's like cheer, best cheerleader. Yes. <laughs> it's 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 really um challenging, but like okay, so this is like the stupidest little story. I was somewhere skating the other day and this this kid I think he said he was he was 21 came over and he, and he was flirting with me and I don't know how to respond to that cuz I've been in like a committed relationship for a long time so like I don't know how that works. And he was flirting with me and then my my dad's girlfriend came over and he was she was like, "Oh, he he was cute. He was flirting with you." And I'm like, People don't flirt with me. And she was like, "You look at you. Yes, they do. Like, you're very, very pretty. Like, you look great. Yeah. yeah. Like, so that was like, I like giggled about it. I'm like, oh wow. Like, well, people notice what I now. giggle about it's, now are the sounds that my body makes. Like oh when you have like loose skin and you lose it in your thighs, especially <laughs> when we came in and sat down today, my thighs clapped as we sat down. I was like. All the time. It's such a real thing. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, you, here should, we are. you should hear it when you're skating. Oh, yeah. It's real weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, goodness. Good. It's amazing. I love that for you guys. Thank this you. This whole transformation. It was so much more than just weight loss. It's yeah. the whole transformation. Yeah, I feel health. like a more like whole human now. Ah. Oh. And it's so good. No regrets. No regrets. Best decision we've ever made. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And everything that comes with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's nice to be a part of just seeing your health journey yeah. and your health journey too because mm-hmm. I've known you guys both Since before. before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lindsay too and I never thought she needed any mm-hmm. kind of weight loss surgery but you guys both look great. Thank you. Thank you. We didn't talk about the fact that you are on your way to be a licensed massage therapist yeah. as well as a cosmetologist. I had no idea. Yeah. How exciting. Uh-huh. I, I just keep going to school. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so, so she's good. almost, are you almost done with that program? I just have to take my test. Okay. I'm, I am done. I just need to take my test. You know, I've been trying to get Helene at Skinology for a long time. And <laughs> I had a room for her like as soon as we moved in. Mm-hmm. And there's, whenever you're ready, I oh, have, yeah. we have room for you. I feel like you're going to be incredible at it. I don't know. I, I feel like you're going to have like amazing hands. And yeah. really good energy too. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Thank you. So I have a random question for you. We don't discuss this really, but 
I keep seeing on your Instagram that you do these roller derby competitions and like yeah, I'm not competing yet. You're but, not competing. Um, okay. I am. I am involved in roller derby and it is like the great light of my life right now. It's like church. I want to be there. I want to be there and I want to be with those people. And I love it so, so much. And it's like the best workout. I am in pain all the time, but it's good pain. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I was going to say getting that movement in like so many months after your surgery is crucial. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's amazing that you found an activity like that that gets you going, gets you pumped. And you yeah. just, you look so happy. Oh, thank you. You just, yeah. your energy is so beautiful. It's and I'm so like, good. I'm so proud of this girl. Oh my God. Roll, so roller derby is rad. And I think that everyone should look up the roller derby leagues in Tucson just like check out what we're doing because it's it's just it's good and also like I've never my my entire life never played a team sport I did debate in high school like that was that was <laughs> um so this is like my first sport ever and it's it's so cool I just love it that's amazing yeah, I'm so happy you. for you does it get pretty brutal like do people actually elbow each other and... no you can't use elbow okay is that you a use shoulders and hips <laughs> I just picture like, you know, in the movies they show it like pretty oh, brittle. Yeah, no, it's um there there are rules and it, it can definitely get a little brutal, but um we're not we're not there to hurt each other. We're just there to have fun. We just also get to hit people. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to come check out one of your definitely. roller derby things. Shout out your team. Oh yeah. Um so I'm on Copper State Derby League. Um and definitely check us out on social media. I'm actually taking over running their social media, so I'm super excited. So watch out for all the cool new posts and videos and stuff I'm going to be putting out. Nice. Do you have any advice for aspiring cosmetologists or massage therapists? Yeah. Um, research your school. Um, I think that that's really important. Take tours. Um, get a feel of like what the vibes are actually like there. I, I actually really love the school that I went to, but I understand why people felt differently about it. I mean, and that's going to be with any um, program. And also keep, keep your head down. You don't you don't need to get involved in all the drama because it is a room of many, many, many people. And a lot of those people are very, very, very young. <laughs> so just get in, do your work and make that education what you what you can. Like I practiced, I learned, I did more. And now I'm I'm very successful with it so yeah and then you took your certifications in Brazilian blowout right yeah oh god my list of certifications is insane because I, I I didn't know what I wanted to do when I got out of school so like I have taken dermaplaning classes and spray tanning classes in Brazilian blowout and I'm certified in a few different color lines and I, it's just because I wanted to know everything that my license encompasses because I can do so much with it I refer to you as like a color specialist. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's kind of where I've fallen in, and I, I love it. Yeah, because you do all these amazing, vivid colors yeah. and different things. Yeah, it's super fun. Uh, I, I love color. I, I love everything, but I, I love doing color, especially like big project colors, my favorite. That's why you and I are, are mm-hmm. great we, with each other. we vibe. I love it. <laughs> um, I know you're a big reader, too. You oh, and I are both yeah. big readers, and we always have book discussions. Yeah, Tell us about what you're reading right now. Um, I just finished a book for one of my two book clubs called Wilder Girls. It's like a YA body horror. It was super interesting. Um, and I'm about to start reading Swan Song by Robert McCannum. Okay. Are these like fiction or fiction yeah, type? Yeah, both okay. fiction. Um, I So I have kind of like a method to the madness now with how I read. 
Um, I do at least three fiction books a month. I try and, and then after three, I try and fit in something nonfiction in any nonfiction category. And then I go back to fiction because I need to enrich myself as well. So that's kind of how I do it too. I'm, I'm like a big sci-fi fantasy girl when it comes to reading and I get so into it. Yeah. But then I have to take my pauses and my breaks and make sure I'm getting something a little bit more informative, a little bit more. What are you reading right now, Lindsay? Um, what am I reading right now? I started listening to um, my friend Anna after oh watching God. Inventing Anna. I don't know if I want to keep listening, but we'll yeah. see. Okay. It's juicy. Yeah. It's juicy. Mm -hmm. I read that book in 24 hours. I think I told you about this. Yeah. It was so good. I could not put it down. It was during the pandemic, I think, and I just kept. Like, I think that that will give me anxiety. It I will give me anxiety. It kind of stresses anxiety. me out. Yeah. That's 100%. why I'm like. I don't know if I can keep keep doing it, but uh, I watched the whole show though, and my gosh, it's wild, <laughs> just wild. I'm halfway through that. It ends with us book yeah. that I brought to your salon, and same thing. I couldn't put it down. I'm like reading at one a.m. and just could not put the book down. And I originally found it. It was like on a recommended Amazon list mm -hmm. because I think one of like the Kardashians posted it or something, and mm -hmm. it went viral. And I just thought to myself, like, I'm not sure these people are really reading these, but the publicist, I'm sure, recommended this book, and I'm it sure. is really good. Yeah, um, Colleen Hoover, not all of her books hit, but the ones that do are insane, and I love it, so. That's the author, yeah. yeah. And I have the other one in my Amazon cart, so oh, rad. I'm excited for that. And we're kind of ending the show with positive affirmations. So do you have any positive affirmations, Helene? Yeah. Um I am sacred and my energy is sacred. I deserve abundance in all aspects of my life and today is full of endless opportunities. Ooh. That's beautiful. What about yes. you, Lindsay? <laughs> um, my affirmation for today is the more I honor my inner light, the more I brighten the world, I choose to shine. I love that. That's beautiful too. And mine is my happy thoughts will become my reality. Awesome. Love that. Helene, can you tell us where to find you on Instagram so people can check out your beautiful hair work? Sure. Uh, my Instagram and my Facebook, uh, they're connected as Hair by H. Luton. Um, and I'm at Rebel Salon, so if you ever need to find me, you can always go to their page as well. Very cool. And what do you see for the future of, of just your hair career, Helene? Um, I'm, I really would like to get into my own space eventually. Um, just to kind of like create like a culture around hair that it kind of speaks to how I work. So that's, that's kind of the big goal right now. Yeah. That's exciting. Thank that you. puts like a twinkle in my eye. Yeah. Yeah. Can we do Skinology hair? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so proud of you. You're killing it. Thank You're you. amazing. I appreciate Thanks for coming on. We, we love appreciate you. Thank you for having me. And thanks for listening to episode three of Skinology Sessions. We'll see you next week. If anybody is interested in ad space in the Skinology Sessions podcast, please let us know. We have a great intro price right now, and this is the first podcast of its kind. It's all female-dominated, produced with four rotating hosts, so let us know.